From restaurant openings and discounts on bars and hotels to beauty and fashion offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. And this month, we're offering new annual sign-ups, a free 111 Skin Space Antioxidant Booster worth £85. Or trial VIP and get two months free access using the code VIPX2 at checkout. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Korochkov. This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Hattie Cotmore and Charlotte Collins. Charlotte, you're in the room, but you're not hosting this week. This feels like such a nice break. It I just have to sit like here strange. and chat. I love it. Well, I haven't done it for a while, so we thought it was about time. And we're a bit slim on the ground this week. Everyone seems to be off. Another bank holiday. What a treat. I always yeah. don't feel that excited about it. Yeah. Because it feels like we've just had one already. I'm like still yeah. chilling for me. And then we have another one. Yeah. <laughs> it is madness. Who came up with this stupid idea? <laughs> and why don't we have one in November when we're all knackered? <laughs> well, I thought we'd start this week's podcast with a quick shout out to the person trainer that I've been seeing for the last week Peter Cobby who trains models A-listers uh, my husband said to me he said I don't know how I feel about another man touching my wife <laughs> and I was like if you go onto his Instagram feed you'll see that I am the least of his <laughs> worries in like I mean it's quite a view from where Peter is well he trains some serious models so I didn't realise that when model agencies put models on their books they then get someone like him to come in and help them tone up. So not lose Dream. weight, but just get much more tone. They invest that money in getting somebody to get them really buff to get the good jobs. Ooh, that was really fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, I've been doing this 10-day body boot camp. So he does classes in kind of Notting Hill and Covent Garden and St. John's Wood and stuff. But he also does these programs where he comes to your house every day for 10 days to help you really learn how to tone your body. And he really helps you with your nutrition and those sorts of things. Anyway... It's quite intense. I'm on day six now. Okay. And, God, my muscles are just... Is it hurting? And is it very different to the type of thing that you would normally be doing when you go to the gym? Well, what's really interesting is that I said I want to tone, I want to sculpt, but you can't do that without weights, can you? And I said I lift sort of eights with my arms. And he was like, if you train with those kinds of weights, you just get bulk and it looks very different to doing other sculpting movements that tone. Okay. And that's more longer lasting and natural looking so what kind of thing have you been doing it's just the way you do like loads of triceps and the way you do squats and the way you do lunges and he uses those like slidey coasters which are really hard but it's just amazing what you can do with your muscles just with Mm. your own body weight and a few accessories yeah I do cohorts a lot and they have like different types of classes and specifically a body weight one which is exactly that where you don't use anything weighted and it is so much harder mm. than any of the classes that use equipment. Mm. I always thought that it wasn't about repetition that it was about weight and you, know, you need to be doing eight of something three sets of eight, ten, twelve yeah. of something really really hard as opposed to thirty and he's like no thirty can work you're just going to get a different result. Mm. And is it the type of thing that you could now pick up without him and do that by yourself? That's the thing I like. Like for lots of people, you know, the cost of a personal trainer every week, I mean, it's really expensive. And, you know, he's really just teaching me 
stuff I can just do myself. No, no. and you starting to see a difference already? Yeah, de- oh my god, hundred percent. Really, hundred percent. I didn't take a photo, but I know my body yeah, like, yeah. really well, and I I am fit. Mm. But I've said before, I'm really into cardio, and over the mm. last few years, I've yeah. gotten much better with weights and using my muscles more. But it's amazing. I reckon five days, you can see a difference wow. in abs and arms, and it's an hour every morning. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah, quite ready for the end. Yeah, but it's really good. Anyway, check him out, Peter Cobby, and yeah, check out the girls. Wow, (laughs) they are seriously hot. If you're not an early riser and you want to avoid an early start, I quite like exercising first thing. But if you're someone who uh, is not appealing for and you find yourself flagging in the evening, I definitely cannot exercise after work. For me, it's first thing or nothing. Then what about a midday workout? We've teamed up with Red Bull to write a feature about the benefits of using your lunch break to keep active and to get fit from classes to brisk speedy strolls we came up with six reasons why lunchtime is a good time to exercise it included things like it will kickstart your endorphins you'll be more productive as a result and it's a great way to socialize with your colleagues quite like that one i suggested that one too <laughs> quite nice though to like, buddy up with a friend at work and go yeah you also need someone else to make you do it. Yeah, I think, definitely. Yeah. Like going in the morning. I actually think this is such a good idea. I think if you can take a lunch break and you've got enough time to do it, then I think that is such a good idea because often you don't want to wake up early. You've then got social plans in the evening. And actually, that's a really nice window to do it. And I think it would curb your 11 a.m. snack habit because you'd be worried about exercising or snacking. And I think it's a really good idea, actually. I might give it a go. I think it's a really good idea. I used to do it. So I used to work for Katie and Wimbledon, which is a beauty company. And I used to go, at lunchtime and I didn't have a gym near where I lived at that point I mean it was a rush that's the only thing I would say it was a rush we do a flexi here so that if people want to exercise they can take an extra half an hour at lunch a couple times a week but if you have to exercise in the evening you can't get up in the morning like that's like a dead time isn't it I often find it's actually really hard to work exercise into my week weekends is really the only time where I know I'm going to be able to make it so I think it's really important to sort of give yourself that bit of structure I think you'd have to do something that maybe wasn't going to be very sweaty because I think like getting changed having a shower then going back to work again I think that would be quite counterproductive my concern would be my makeup it depends where yeah, you it's work a, but it's a har- what, it's a I'm hassle. going to do my makeup at 8 and then do it again at 2 but most places don't have cameramen following you around so yeah, this is true well we get an hour and a half you've got time for a shower you only need 30 minimum you can do some good yeah. cardio or weights and in the piece we also say just go for a walk you're not breaking a sweat yeah. you know how many steps you can walk, do if you around. walk for 45 minutes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I walk very quickly as well so it's basically a workout also put a podcast on yeah. Like, you know, now that we've got podcasts, so entertaining. Put in a podcast mm. and you can walk several miles mm. in 45 minutes. There are also quite a few of the big fitness studios in London anyway offer 30 minute classes during lunch break yeah. as well. So they that do, is really good. They? Yeah, if you work near one of those. And yes, great. and in this piece, we listed Milo and the Bull, who were actually doing something with for VIP. So if you're a VIP, check that out. Onyx London, Unit One, and Band Horse. And Co Box. I don't work for them, I promise, but they do also do 30 minute I'm minutes sure they months. do. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, well. That is obviously expensive. Mm. They are cheaper than their regular classes oh, they? because yeah. they're only half an hour. Yeah. And also in the piece, we listed, I think, three or four workout videos that are sort of 15 minutes or half an hour. So if you've got a park near your office, you can go and do that. I mean, it's showering afterwards. Like, yeah. I have to shower after I've worked out. Mm. But anyway, I think, you know, if you needed a bit of ammo, drink a can of Red Bull and you've got lots of energy to have a better workout. 
Let's talk about sleep. It's timely today. I woke up really early. I was waiting for Peter to arrive. <laughs> I was lying there thinking, shit, 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 it's not about sleep. You know, eight hours sleep would be nice, wouldn't it? But for many of us, it's just a dream. There are, however, a whole host of tech-savvy gadgets and simple solutions that encourage a good night's rest. And we put a list together of our favourite sleep-inducing finds depending on your own specific sleep dilemma, whether you suffer from tinnitus or jet lag, anxiety, snoring, a bad back, or you just hate mornings. There were some quite expensive gadgety things on here, like the Bose Noise Masking Sleep Buds, which are 229 quid. I suppose if you live with a snorer, you'll do anything, won't you? But I use phone ones, and I think they are great. On here, for frequent travellers, it talked about the 40 Blinks Ultra Light and Comfortable No Pressure Eye Mask. £9. I just sleep with the free ones from aeroplanes. You need a nice silky one. Mm. Yes, so I've got one to recommend which is available on Amazon. It's called the Jasmine 100% Silk. It says £12, but it's 6 It's got like 2,000 reviews, and oh. it's really good, and they're really comfy and soft. I think treat yourself, Charlotte. Yeah, maybe it will. Yeah. £6 pounds splash out. Yeah. Oh. What, the like, stretchy, thin piece of elastic, or the thick the, bit? The thick one. And then there's also the Velcro ones as well, like the really old-school Velcro ones. Yes. Do you not find when you wear an eye mask, it's harder to get up? I need a bit of light. Uh, Mine's always fallen off by the morning. Oh, really? Like, down the back of my head, yeah. I must move my head a lot in my sleep (laughs) because it's never there. You can still tell the difference between light and dark. You can, yeah, definitely. But I sleep with one every night. I can't sleep without it. Oh, I can't sleep without it. Absolutely not. Really? So you'd always wear one? I forgot it once. I had to tie socks around my face. The night we got engaged, the night we got engaged, I forgot one. And I was trying to, obviously it was really hard to get in sleep. Anyway, I put a pair of knickers on my head. I could do not. (laughs) I mean, no, but it's the weight on the eyes. It's like, it's not the darkness. If it's just a sensation you're used to. It's, it's like trying yeah. to sleep without duvet. The only thing is, I'm completely addicted to them. I can't. I literally mm. cannot sleep yeah. without it. But the great thing is, if you want a little power nap in the day, yeah. I mean, I sleep with earplugs and an eye mask, but it makes a nap in the day much easier because mm-hmm. it's almost like these cues. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your brain, yeah. And you're going to go sleep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. On the subject of weight, they recommend weighted blankets as a way for anxious sleepers. Apparently they're really good. Yeah, we wrote a feature on that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. There was a study that said more than three quarters of participants using the blanket were calmed by it, while 63% felt less anxious after using it. I quite like a bit of weight on me to get mm. to sleep. My mum's the same. I can't sleep in summer with just a... I still have to use a duvet in summer. No, I yeah, me too. Thing. Me too. Yeah. Or I do a sheet with a dressing gown on top. Dressing gowns give you a yeah. really good yeah. amount of weight. My husband's like, you look like this sort of old tramp with all these <laughs> things piled up on top of you. Couldn't sleep the other day and I put a dressing gown of me. I was asleep. What, on top of the duvet? Yeah. Weird. I just needed a bit more weight. I know. <laughs> it just wasn't heavy enough. wasn't. Weird. Anyway, other things were the Philips wake-up lights. If you hate mornings, they get light gradually. There you go, Hattie. That's what you need. Yeah, I love um, the sound of that. Were foam mats, pillows. Actually, when I was researching for this podcast, I was looking on Amazon at some of the gadgets you can buy for snorers. I mean, oh my God. There are so do you know one of the most popular things that you can buy for snorers is something called Sleep Dreams Nasal Strips? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Those. yeah. My dad used to wear those. He used to snore so loudly. I have to go into the spare room and it was literally like over the corridor and I would still hear him mm. snoring so bad. Well, on Amazon, there's a lot of jargon about, I was like, what do they actually do? And I think it relieves congestion. Yeah. It's because really... what is snoring? Just a blocked nose? Well, no, it can't be. They can't it's be. It's not but apparently you get these pillows it's all about the position of your head. Oh, right. And so these pillows put your head at different angles. Okay. 
Anyway, that stops you snoring. They're called Sleep Dreams with a Z nasal strips and they had thousands of really positive mm. reviews. Fascinating. I have to say, I know the Bose headphones that we recommended are really expensive and they are. They are an investment, but I have the noise cancelling ones. And if you're a nervous flyer or don't sleep well on planes, they are absolutely life changing. They block out any bit of sound to the extent that I can't use them on my commute. You know, I'm like completely unaware of what's going on around me. I need to and get those. God, I mean, seriously, on a plane, if you've got like a screen, and those headphones you could be anywhere you could be sitting in your own cabin like it really does block out everything also can I say when you're on a plane the headphones are so shit you can never hear properly and it so impacts how good a film is you Mm. so need your own don't you I need to get some of those they're so good they're so good they're really expensive aren't they they are expensive they're about £300 so they're really not cheap but they are amazing yeah my boyfriend has them and they genuinely cancel out noise mm-hmm. like it's crazy can you work out in them not really then, yeah people will use them in the gym if you're doing like weights or something yeah. but they're quite big on your head you couldn't be running you couldn't go for a yeah and you wouldn't want to sweat in them yeah no I think they're quite smart too much Hattie are you a good sleeper do you have any tips or tricks gadgets I don't use gadgets but I definitely can't look at my phone about half an hour before I sleep that's my one tip just turn it around don't look at it put it on sleep mode mm. and I need that otherwise I don't won't try. try I don't yeah. suffer from that at all I have to turn mine off I otherwise. find it hard to switch off yeah Georgina Blasky was saying phone's downstairs now I yeah. really need to get on board with that yeah I'm quite a slow sleeper so it normally takes me like an hour an hour and a half to get to sleep oh so God, if I'm half a period I know so if I'm quite awake and my mm. phone is there then I'll just like start looking at something and then you get into a really bad cycle mm. so I have to train my brain to start counting back yeah. from 103. And then, well. <laughs> to that hour, are you trying to get yourself to sleep or are you just lying there thinking? Like, is it like a, a real, panicked hour? A real mixture. Okay. So if I've got something that I know I need to get to sleep because I need to get six hours yeah. sleep. Oh, that's the worst. And, like, mm. and I'm literally no counting down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I, I can take four periods and I'm still going <laughs> to be wide awake. It's really annoying. It's or, so annoying. Yeah, if I've got a flight to catch, yeah, that's yeah. also yeah. the worst. Nice. So when we were going to Paris a couple of weeks ago, no sleep. And then I was so point. The next night I was so buzzing from our like seven it's funny how we talk about sleep on this podcast quite a lot don't we like as human beings we get so hung up on our sleep like every time I sleep my yeah. mom sorry if you're listening I'm like how are you oh tired and yeah. how good night last night <laughs> but it's like you're gonna go to bed tonight tomorrow's another day yeah. I always say yeah. that to women who've just had their first baby I'm like you will sleep again you yeah. will go to bed tonight mm-hmm. just don't think about it and move on and tell yeah, yourself you get that opportunity you do it. every day like dwelling on how much sleep you had yeah. is so counterproductive isn't it mm-hmm. yeah. completely and I also I try to use that same rule when it comes to sleeping so if I'm lying in bed and I think I can't sleep it's like this is so mind over matter I try to work out how many nights in my life I have gone to sleep with no problems yeah, thousands there have been thousands of nights when it's been fine and so also then the can. next day I'm absolutely fine yeah, exactly. having only had you're three just a bit tired sleep. I'm just a little bit tired yeah. and the world's not ending the world's ending, the world's exactly. ending. So it really doesn't matter I can perform so and equally if you are awake just chill out about I'm yeah. awake mm-hmm. you know, you'll be alright you'll mm-hmm. get through it yeah. just chill out exactly Exactly. But you did really suffer from insomnia. Yeah. Is it Peter Pritchard that that's really helped that? Yeah. I was trying to I just realise that you didn't I just got anymore. so yeah. sick of waking up at four o'clock yeah. in the morning and being awake. I've spoken to a couple of doctors. I had a big medical health check. Like an MOT. Yeah, I had an MOT where they do, you know, they look at your heart, you do lung tests, you do fitness tests. I did say to the doctor then, I was like, I do take half a protein every night. And she was like, do you know what it is? It's an antihistamine. It's not addictive. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
She's like, if you keep upping it and it's not working, that's not so good. But she was like, that's fine. You just break it in half. If I'm having a really bad night and I wake up, or sometimes if I'm still awake at sort of one Mm. and it hasn't kicked in, I'll get up and have the other half. Mm. Best thing is I always wake up at like three or four to go to the loo. And if you've had half a period and your brain doesn't race, you're just in Mm, this sort of... Yeah, so you get up, go to the loo. So that was my problem for quite a long time is I would Mm. get up at three or four to go to the loo and that's it. I was awake. Yeah, I just got sick of having like for yeah. us mm. the night I just not do it whenever I have to get up I always try and like marginally open my eyes the, opening my eyes like fully is my like right you're waking up so I'm like creeping my way to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. like, trying to feel my no, way no, we did a sleep event yeah. at the Metropolitan a while ago yeah. and we had this amazing sleep expert that has written all these books and she said don't turn the light on and do yeah. like <laughs> shut your eyes don't look at the time yeah sometimes, oh never look at the time that's fatal yeah. I have to oh god I have no. to know what time it is no, but that she's like don't look yeah. at the time she said act sleepy yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you go that will make it easier to get so I do sometimes I'm like oh, I'm so tired <laughs> I'm sleepwalking just one other thing and my brother always used to use this when we were younger and we had to share a room on holiday but this would be really good if you have a partner who likes to listen to podcasts or the radio or something to fall asleep you can get an under the pillow speaker yes. which is amazing so my brother used to listen to I don't know Harry Potter or something when we were little on holiday what? so rather than having to sleep with headphones in which obviously can be really mm. uncomfortable is nothing. it called an under the pillow sleep I mean I'm speaker. sure if you search it that's what you'll find so on it's Amazon, made especially to go under yeah the it's like a flat disc speaker which literally just I mean they're 20 quid or something they plug they into your great. phone and you can only hear it if you're lying on top of the pillow that it's underneath oh, yeah that's clever. it's really clever Let's talk about dairy. Dairy's a bit like wheat. It's one of those food groups that people often steer clear of. But the right types of dairy can actually play a really important role in your diet. We asked three nutritionists to separate the fact from the fiction. This kind of told me what I know and actually I need to just man up. I'm someone who has quite a low-fat diet and I do actually avoid dairy. I don't have a rule, but I don't tuck into loads of dairy. And actually this just reminded me that it's so good for you and actually eating full fat dairy it's sort of slow release isn't it it's going to fill you up for longer it's so important to have dairy in your diet yeah I come from a family of dairy farmers dairy do much. you yeah and you don't eat cheese but only because I just don't like cheese but I drink milk I eat yogurt and butter I just don't like cheese oh, I never knew that fact so if I was suddenly on the I won't eat dairy bandwagon it would be very much very poo-pooed in my family <laughs> so I really enjoy it as a vegetarian who doesn't eat cheese then it is a good source of protein um, for me mm, so really good source of protein and I don't eat much meat so I really should Hattie you a dairy lover I love cheese and could never give it up but milk I don't drink that much I like the plant-based alternatives I love an almond milk rude health is delicious all of that plant-based drinks oat milk soy like all of those I like those too but they don't have anything like as much protein no no they don't have you made that substitution because you just prefer them yeah it kind of started when I lived in Spain and I don't think their cow's milk is ever as good as it is here so I started drinking almond milk instead and have just kind of carried on now Mm. I prefer it and I I can't imagine I think it's so tasty I love it I love oat milk that is now my go-to I just feel with the almond ones you've got to watch them because so many of them have 2% almond and 98% 
percent yeah. rubbish because milk at least is natural, whereas yeah. some of these are a load of chemicals and filled with sugar. Exactly. <laughs> it is amazing how important dairy is, how beneficial it is. It said in this piece that to get the same amount of calcium as you would from 200 mils of milk, you'd have to eat 680 grams of broccoli, mad. a kilo of spinach, or 63 Brussels sprouts. Mm. It's also so important for your bone, bone health. health. Yeah, and you don't have to have loads. Like in the piece, it also mentioned having it little and often mm. and about the quality of the dairy that you're having rather than the quantity mm. so I think if you can add it to a salad a little mm. bit to your cereal in the morning then you know that's a good way of just kind of <laughs> upping your intake but if you're not super keen on it then you're not overdosing I think quality is so important so like I won't eat shitty cheese I won't just eat cheese for the sake of it I do like the old baby bell but if I'm going to ooh, eat cheese cheddar on the digestive is just such ooh, a good thing ooh. what do you mean ooh have you never had that never no. even heard of the idea what's wrong with people fascinating <sighs> delicious try it try but anyway yeah I think go for good quality like go to oh I love like going to the butcher and getting nice yeah. cheese and mm, doing it properly my mother's day present was a block of cheese <laughs> it was a massage as well and something else but nice. it was Conte lovely mm. from oh, Borough nice. Market oh that's so that, that's my dream gift I mean Conte is like yeah oh crap. my god the best yeah. cheese ever 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 with a bit of truffle honey sensational mm. insane mm-hmm. but I'm not a big cheese person yeah. and it is a bit of a vanity thing I would never have a brata and actually I'd quite often order like a salad without feta I'm really going to change my ways mm-hmm. now and actually something like feta is such a good thing yeah. you don't need to have a whole brata I mean mm-hmm. that is just not going to happen for me it's yeah. basically mozzarella injected with cream mm, yes it is um, <laughs> and actually I don't really like it because I don't like milk or cream it's so like you yeah. the taste of milk I used to go and stay with people when I was a child going for sleepovers and their mothers would just produce this last mm-hmm. month and I'd be like yeah. retching mm-hmm. as I had yes, to drink a glass of milk so gross but yeah it's good for your teeth apparently as well yeah it protects your teeth from eroding the effect of plaque acid another good reason to eat cheese after meals so apparently cheese should be eaten before pudding not after do you know that yes cheese course then dessert I've always thought it was the other way around red blood cell formation as well one glass of semi-skimmed milk contains vitamin B to help red blood cell formation reduce tiredness and a normal immune system function 40% of your recommended iodine intake helping balance it, your thyroid and normal cognitive function dairy's really bloody important mm-hmm. everyone drink yeah. some milk eat some cheese <laughs> Let's talk about beauty. Let's talk about when to start prepping for a big event. We've got it all here. This is your cheat sheet for looking your best on your big day, whether that's a wedding, Charlotte, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it could be your daughter's graduation or, you know, anything anything else. Somebody else's wedding. Anything else. Teeth. How's the teeth whitening going? Teeth whitening's... Well, I'm halfway through and I've taken quite a long hiatus at this point because they got really sensitive. Quite white, They're quite white, yeah. But I'm only halfway through, so... I think it's made such a big difference. Thanks, yeah. Did you do the dentist has so I need to get those pictures but basically just one tooth was like somebody stabbing me in the face every time I tried to do it after having done mm. six you're supposed to do between nine and twelve but that was like what three weeks ago the last yeah. nine and twelve trays trays like yeah nine to twelve one hour sessions with the trays so I did six then was experiencing a lot of pain but I think it's been nearly a month since I did that because I tried a couple of times mm. it was really painful so I think now I'm going to go back to it yeah. I'm thinking this weekend and do you think it's more painful because you're doing the one hour and it's intense. Yeah. The dentist that I went to, his opinion was that there's no difference in 
terms of the result or the pain, basically, you know, you're taking out a really large chunk of the dentist's time. And actually, no, if you do it in the chair, you are more likely to experience sensitivity because it's like the same result all in mm. one go. So no, it should have been less sensitive, really. Yeah. Anyway. I went to see Dr. Christina last weekend, oh. who we had a VIP offer with and had my moulds fitted. So then in two weeks, I then get the trays. I think these ones, you wear them overnight. So I think it's about six hours. That's what my husband is. Um, yeah. Astrid and did so I don't know whether that is slightly less intense than yeah. wearing it for an hour. Although his hurt. She mm. said it will hurt. It's like it's sinking into the enamel. enamel. Yeah. So it will. But she said... No pain, no gain. Beauty. She's actually said beauty is pain. So yeah, real beauty treat. You know, exactly. If you're going for a facial and they're wafting some incense around, yeah. you know, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Teeth... No, I don't really do anything with. Well, I'd quite like to try, but I guess it's just like planning ahead because I guess you really need to give yourself how long? A few mm. months mm. if you're going to an event. But I think it, it can then last. I think once you've got the trays and then you've got the gels, mm. then whenever you need top up. Great. Anyway, the dentist that we interviewed said if you're going for straightening, then you may need to start 18 months before. Miss if that bit, in yeah. doubt, do it, do it, do it. God, it's amazing. I'm so envious of all these people who've had a busy line. For whitening, six to eight weeks before an event tick charlotte and it also said don't underestimate a visit to the hygienist yes that's what she said to me as well it does make a difference doesn't it yeah she said you kind of get rid of everything on top of your teeth that's going to get in the way of it sinking in quicker out of everything i just yeah. freaking hate the hygienist, it really or that scratching I yeah it's horrible it. I can't it. what else is on the list brow threading and waxing my god i mean just don't underestimate this i have to say that on here they said that they'd recommend booking in two to three days before your event obviously but also to start prepping your brows six weeks before I would say way earlier than that I started mine was from like October yeah I had a girlfriend who went to Blink who I think are brilliant Mm. and they said you need to leave them to grow now for like two months and come back to us and then we'll start but it really is a process but Work it out. It's just the best. It yeah. changes your face. So I've been going to blink once a month since November. I'm now at a really awkward stage where I've got a while to go to my next visit, but with my hand next week, so I'm like, <laughs> give them a little brush. But yeah, they really are the best. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they and, do. and I don't pluck a single hair in between. Yeah, no, don't. No, I won't. What else? Microblading will need more prep. Dad, God, I wouldn't muck around with microblading if you're about to get married. Personally, but if you are going to, do you need to do it way in advance? Because you can look like Cleopatra. Mm. Hair. Colour and cut. Done and done. Yeah? Yes. Was really scared of having freshly cut hair anywhere close. So cut was three months before the wedding. Colour was two. Mm. How long is it to your wedding? Six weeks. Six, six, weeks. Weeks. six weeks? Is six it? Weeks. Yeah. Wow, that's so exciting. No. God, you're like proper rundown. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah proper. Civil's in four. It's soon. One thing I would say is, and your hair stylist may say differently, is if you want to do something with your hair, don't wash it on the day of your mm. wedding. Wash that, it the day before. That is actually referenced in the piece the day before. Oh. What else was in here? Facials. Done. Went to Sarah Chapman oh, this did week. You? I've oh, never it was been heaven. To her. It was, was amazing. heaven. Yeah, worth every penny. And I'm going back again. And end can, of this can month. Can you feel a difference? I mean, she is, for anyone listening that does not know who Sarah Chapman is, she's one of the best facialists yeah. in London, if not the. She also is the founder of the brand Skin Assist, which do the best treat masks yeah. ever. Yeah. And lots of other great products. I actually used one of their sheet masks a few weeks ago. And I could not believe the next morning. Could, I felt have like you I used one before? No, it's the first time I used so, it. I've actually never used one. And I could not believe how different my face looked. 
So I then went straight into the store afterwards and have now bought the Skin Assist Overnight Facial. Oh, have so, you? Yeah. yeah, literally arrived yesterday. Oh, let us know what it's like. I haven't used well, that product. Well, it smells amazing. Is it a, it's a cream, a serum? Or no, what? it's like an oil. That's the one I've been using. Yeah, so really I went in nice. in January for a consultation because they do like a half an hour skin consultation where they recommend products and what facials you should go for. So since January, I've been using that yeah. overnight. It is like an oil yeah. and it does smell incredible. Yeah. You feel like you've had a facial go. It does, it does. Yeah. My boyfriend said to me last night, you smell like a spa. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's exactly what it smells like. And the cleanser as well. And then, yeah, a series of yeah. Uh, facials. But then also one of their big things is LED light treatment. Uh-huh. And you can go in, you don't have to have, have a facial in the Slay Square. There's a shop downstairs and you can just have a quick like 10 minute yeah. treatment. And she was like, come in the week before your wedding and do that. Like it'll really... Mm-hmm. Same with um, Skin Laundry at Liberty. That seems very, very popular. And everybody swears by that. Becky was saying that's the best she's ever had. Yes, they do. Really? They? Becky said it was the best. Yeah. God, the bridal prep is well and truly happening, Charlotte, isn't it? And then the final thing was Botox and fillers and those sorts of treatments. I chickened out. I got as far as an email intro to Dr. Benji and then got scared. Really? I will do. I will. Just I'll worry about that in the second half of the year. Dr. Sibthorpe said you want to go a month to six weeks before your big day if you're having Botox. Go think about him if he's less is more. Mm. So actually, you know, no one wants to look like a rabbit in headlights, yeah. do they? So just go really start really small. And fillers, I don't think I'd muck around with fillers if you're about to get married. Not if you haven't before. Not if you haven't before. Anyway, I'm glad to see, Charlotte, you've ticked it all off the list. <laughs> no stone left unturned. On the subject of beauty, we also wrote a piece on the 10 rules for really good, polished, groomed nails. Because for me, the quickest way to look groomed is to do your nails. In fact, people listening, before we started the podcast, <laughs> I was quickly doing my nails with my Fifth Avenue Red and Sesh Feet top coat. I need to get the Sesh Feet new gel effect top coat. Have you Ooh, heard about this? no. Okay. Well, I was bang on about Sesh Feet being yeah. the top coat. Like, it's literally a miracle. You can do your nails at 10 o'clock at night and go to bed and they don't smudge. And I put it on my stories. I did an empties piece. And those people were like, oh, have you tried the gel effect one, which is blue? Oh. And better. Well, it's gel effect. So I think wow. it looks probably thicker and shinier. Yeah. And great. Anyway, it's the best. Ooh. God, I'm just all about the nails. I'm terrible with nails. I just don't have the patience for it. As soon as I try, like if I'm going to a wedding or whatever, I'm like, okay, I should probably do my nails. <laughs> but I just don't have the patience. I'll start. And then I think, right I've just finished I'll just like go and like tidy up the kitchen or I'll play with my hair or I'll go and read something and obviously they then go all over the place even though I'm using Shash Feet so. Lou came in the other day and she had a wedding on the Saturday and it was the Monday and she had like three nails left in ballet slippers and I was like but Lou the three nails yeah. are really nice <laughs> do you like, do a lot of washing up lovely. quite a lot we don't have a dishwasher right. so yes maybe that's why anyway other tips were file in one direction only yes oh I'm bad at that Ooh. No, must find it one direction. Choose your nail file carefully. Always wear a base coat. Fail. Oh, Keep do you not always wear a base coat? Never. But then when you take that off... Yellow. Yes. I look like mixing out. But also red. <laughs> Straight like, onto the next colour. as well. No, just yellow. Just yellow. Okay. I <laughs> think it nails. makes them last so much longer mm. if you base use a base coat. 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 I, know I, I actually only have a base coat on today, which is I very unlike me. Yeah. But I use the Nails Inc superfood one which we had in this piece uh, and it's so good and it's it a base coat yeah and it dries so quickly hmm. okay good tip Hattie Easy. yeah use I it. need to do that I took my nails off in the office last week after a long weekend a lot of washing up mm. and they looked so yellow and I got home Coco was like mummy what's happened to your nails I, like, I know don't they look dreadful that's why I always wear nail varnish but apparently you don't need to let your nails breathe mm. do you need a base coat though tips for being more effective with your emails anyone who works in an office will know how quickly emails become the bane of your life in fact yesterday I had such money I was like can I just have an hour with no emails yeah 
Anyway, we asked the experts how you can manage your emails effectively, how you can clean your inbox and write emails that won't need the recipient sighing into the keyboard. Lou, how do you deal with your emails? I would say the best tip I've ever been told was to not read the email unless you're able to reply at that moment because otherwise... How do you know unless you've read it? If you haven't got time and, you, oh, and you're not going to, then don't read it. So don't like sort of skim through everything and then leave mm. them all unread. So if there are ones that you know are going to be more important... Because they'll play on your mind. Exactly. Or if you have then glance over it and you know you need to come back to it, mark it as unread and then come back to it when you've got a proper time to review it and reply. Do you mark things as unread and stuff? Yeah. I find that then I have so many starred that I'll go back on, but I know that they're going to reply again and I still keep it. I'm not very good at once I've actioned it, kind of unflagging it. That's essential. Otherwise it's yeah, you need to do that. Yeah. Too, much, too much. I actually quite regularly go through my starred inbox. Yeah. Just to double check. Yeah. I need to do that more. And yeah, subject lines. I remember when I first started working, my boss saying to me, please will you put accurate subject lines onto your emails? <laughs> so I had to put mm, a post-it. I was say, we're rubbish at that. Yeah, yeah I had yeah, to yeah. put a post-it on my computer to say, because it's so hard when you're searching through your inbox to find an email that hasn't been subject lined. Well, I never ever use it. In fact, someone who hasn't been working here that long said to me, she was like, I wasn't sure if it was like a company thing. I'm in such a bloody hurry all the time. It's just one more thing I don't have time to do. You sometimes write the email on the subject line though. Yes, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. But I do that for you because I feel like that if you're busy, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite it's a good, a good way. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think it's quite helpful. Also, it means it's going to be short and snappy. Yeah, that point. is great. Exactly. Well, the, one of the points was split up long sentences, avoid waffle. And actually, I loved in the piece how there were two examples. One looks like it's been written by a lawyer. Yeah. And the other one looks like it's been written by me. Straight to the point. <laughs> Very quick. Basically, the right way this person should have written an email was Hi, Joe. Have you managed to send off the documents to the client yet? The deadline's soon. It can't be left until the last minute I hope you are and have a great weekend I was just like boom says what it is yeah. it mm-hmm. says something nice like mm. hope you're well or hey you had a great Easter or whatever but it's direct so and it's polite yeah. mm. and it's friendly it's not waffly I mean then they show another example which is really long can I ask a question you know how you were hot on your emails like for me I need a clear inbox right so is it for that reason or is it because you're like shit people might be waiting for responses it's both of those mm. I'm a bit OCG about my inbox yeah, and I'm a real if you can do something today don't put it off till tomorrow yeah. so when I leave the office ideally only have sort of six emails mm-hmm. in my inbox I had two last night I won't be able to relax this weekend unless I can see the bottom of my inbox mm. so I don't start anything because mm. I don't need to find you mm. know, everything is dealt with and also because I've got so many people waiting for my approval mm-hmm. or sign off or edits or something that I don't want to keep people waiting mm. I have had to train myself to come out of my emails and not look at them for periods of time because yeah. otherwise you can just tidy your box all day it all goes yeah and I could spend a whole day answering emails mm. and not doing these yeah. there are ties and it was my sister-in-law who's quite successful she would say she checks every emails twice a day yeah and that was one of the pieces in it is like set yourself times that you do and you go into them and then you sort of go through everything and then step away from it because otherwise you're just mm. chasing I hate it when I've like got, just got to the bottom and then a chain will then picked up at the top mm. and then like right mm. this yeah. cycle's yeah. gonna begin again I think here it's difficult that's why we sort of can't have too much flexi working from here you yeah. know there's mm. such a machine and everyone's a cog in that wheel there's no mm. one in which I could check my email twice a day no, no. no. however no. you know we could all get up we do all work well we now work in two offices but you know people could could get up mm-hmm. or pick up the phone quite often I'm about and I'm like no just get up and talk to that person that person that person that mm. saves a chain of six emails there was a good tip in here which I liked was arranging meetings via emails and I have this with friends as well and I was emailing a girlfriend and I'd read this earlier in the day 
and it said don't send an email saying can I pop over for coffee I want to pick your brains or something she was like yeah sure and quite often you then go back and say let me know when's good yeah. and I was like nope go back with, with a, date. a date I went back with a date she could do it boom done mm. like you can go oh yeah let's meet yeah when's good for you mm-hmm. well let me know I could do after work or before you know yeah, like, yeah. say it all in one email yeah. which I thought was good what else did it say call it with exclamation marks I'm terrible with exclamation marks yeah. I use them quite a lot I'm always really scared of coming across as cold and unfriendly in emails me too. so that's yeah. why I use them me to too. show that I'm Breaks like down. chill yeah agreed but we're also not lawyers there's a time and a place yeah true what other tips were strike a balance between friendly and professional I agree there's a PR at the moment who keeps emailing saying hi darling, hi, darling. Oh, yeah. never we've met never you. met that's even worse yeah. hi my love yeah no it's not okay no. unless we've met also I think you have to think about that email and will that email then be passed on to other people and you know it, sometimes you've been forwarded on an email you're suddenly mm. looped in and you go back on a chain mm. and it just looks so unprofessional so I just think whenever you're sending a work email always think about the place it's being yeah. sent yeah. you also never know who's on BCC exactly so always behave yourself on email yes and don't reply all I got a press release from someone and she had stupidly CC'd mm. about 300 journalists saying does anyone want a bottle of raspberry gin it's a new flavour anyway all these people replying oh, going God. oh yes please oh, I'd love no. one I was like A the rest of you can you not see what you're doing yeah and B, don't CC a million people. We're in this such a CCing culture, aren't we? Yeah. Also, another bugbear I have is people who don't check the name of who sent the email and then spell it incorrectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. my name is not Georgia. No, and also, if you're not sure which is surname or first name, that's another one that I've seen and I think it's terrible. So reread who has sent you that email. Yeah. Make sure you spell it correctly because I think it's very rude. And if you're cross, just write it and then leave it. Mm. Sometimes you just need to write yeah, it and you know yeah. send it. Hattie, how do you manage yours? I mean, I used to be really, really good. And I think here, because everything's so fast-paced and we're always emailing each other, I tend to just file the ones that I know I need to keep. So all my files are super, super organised, but then the rest of my inbox is just... Does it go on and on? Yeah, forever. That gives me a bit of So you literally delete your every email? Yeah. What if you need to find something one day? I file or I delete. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, or archive. That's oh, I one. see, no, my, yeah. I have 20,000 emails in my inbox. Oh, they're my all unread. Gosh. They're all unread, but they're there if I need to find stuff. Wow. Yeah, I archive a lot. Oh, I don't file or anything. And then put things in files. So if it's like yeah. something that might need to be picked up again, but doesn't need to go into a folder I'll just archive it and I can search it mm. gosh anxiety thinking about your <laughs> Charlotte we need to wrap this up so you can get back to it and clear some of these emails um, but before we do let's talk about fashion let's talk about the most stylish denim on the high street cube Primark can I just say that I was so blown away by what we achieved for that shoot I had very little to do with it and it was just so cool and it just goes to show that if you've got a good eye you can shop anywhere and that's why I started shit like because I used to go into stores and people would say to me oh I really love that top where do you get and I'd go it's from Henny's as we used to call it back then and they'd be like oh my god I never find things like that it was a really good curation edit of products and their denim's really freaking great, isn't it? It is really good. Like, we went into store to pick the product and we pulled out the key denim pieces and we were all like, it's actually really, mm. really good. And we weren't sure at the beginning whether we should do sort of full outfits and have style it. And actually, we were like, this is a denim lookbook. Let's put the main focus on denim. And also, the denim was good enough for us to do that Completely. with. Like, you know, you never know if mm. you're going into work with a brand for the first time. We thought we might have to use some other pieces to kind of yeah. make it look interesting. But actually, the jeans were so good and the yeah. jackets 
and everything that we we didn't even need to bother really. No, and then we had them on the rail in the office, and so many other team members were like, "Is that Primark?" Yeah, everyone was so shocked, and it genuinely those pieces were amazing. Yeah, people yeah. asked me if this was like a Zara haul we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's no. yeah, genuinely yeah. really good. Uh, for me, it was the acid wash pieces that mm. stood out yeah. the most. There was some kind of Polly's jeans. Mum style, Isabel Marant inspired, shall we say, Mm. acid wash jeans and a great denim jacket with the kind of military. Yeah, that was really cool. And it was really awesome. I think the key is to go to, you know, a really, really big store and go at sort of, Mm. like you did Topshop, 9.30 on Tuesday morning. Exactly. Um, But that's what we did for Primark. It was a dream. We were the only people there. It was great. It looked fab and we were not told to say that. So well done, everyone that was part of that. And, you know, go and check it out because I think you'll be pretty blown away at what you can get at Primark when it comes to denim. On the subject of High Street, we've also got to work your Topshop unboxing, oh. which went live on the site last Friday. And I just loved it. Thank you to the Soho Hotel. Oh my God, that place is a dream. It's mm. amazing. I'm so to move house. And I was like, oh my God, I want it to look like <laughs> yeah. that. It was so exciting filming it there and like walking in and there's the most amazing views all throughout London. Gorgeous roof terrace. And it was just such a treat, wasn't it? Just oh. like, I love being in hotels so much. And having, a, we had this fab dressing room space to steam our clothes and yeah. get changed. And it was, yeah, it was a luxury. It was really It, it is amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. the soft furnishings in that place yeah, are so good. Divine. The pattern fabrics on the headboards and the piping on the sofas and that oh, yeah. if you're looking for inspiration go 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 every hotel in the Firmdale group actually yeah, yeah I know she's audience. a woman with talent but the product was so good I feel like I don't want to be mean to Topshop we all love Topshop but for me I wasn't going to it as much as I sort of had been to me it's just like back on again mm-hmm, yeah. so many great pieces I loved what you pulled out yeah. I think it's really strong at the moment we were genuinely so excited about both of our edits mm-hmm. and I had a bit of a nightmare with my delivery so it didn't arrive in time so I then had to go into store as you said to pick things out and I found new things that hadn't already been there and I was like oh can I put these in this amazing tuxedo suit gorgeous like broadery and glass pieces yeah we were both loved it didn't we it was all you in that white boiler suit Charlotte it's cool right I don't really like a boiler suit but I was like oh I could wear that that was amazing thanks yeah it's a really good piece um, was it too bulky wasn't it no it wasn't and also I just rate their denim so much I've been living oh god I can't even talk about these straight leg jeans again because I feel like I bang on about them all the time but these are they're new just, ones no not the editor the straight so the editor and the new ones but they're slightly more high waist yeah and no I'd like the raw hem straights yeah which are just today. like my Zara ones exactly yeah. just yeah. like the Zara ones but they're just so comfy people ask me where they're from like less time today Lou what was your pick of the bunch I genuinely came away from it I was like okay I've got five things that I really want to buy now as Charlotte said their jeans were amazing so I've got those off-white straight jeans in the cream and that tuxedo was amazing mm. and I love their white yeah. dress I'm not normally a dress girl but it was such a good yeah. shape anyway check it out it's a great video and very inspiring <laughs> Finally, we're going to talk about designer bags because one of the most popular questions is if I'm going to invest in a designer bag, which one should it be? So you put together a very handy guide of all the things to consider. I feel so strongly about this piece. Like, I really believe my own advice. Shala's <laughs> actually messaging while she was writing I was it. Like, like, this like... piece is so good. I've got so many good tips. <laughs> oh. Just... Well done, you, Charlotte. <laughs> Pat on the back. What I mean is, it's something that when you start to think about, there actually really is mm. a lot of guidance and a lot of advice to share because it's a lot of money if we want to buy a designer bag. When we were putting this piece together, I was saving out some of the product and we put the Louis Vuitton Speedy in there, which is like the little bowling the first, style bag. Yeah. First bag I ever Me bought. Me too. Very lucky. Got it for a birthday. 
day and it was £350 and it's now £950. That is really sad. So when it, I worked in Paris, I got a little, and I was a stagiaire, which is an intern. On my year abroad, I got a little bonus at the end and I went, and, bought my, went and bought my speedy. But, I mean, you certainly couldn't do that now for no. like £9.50. No. I mean, it's a great bag, no. but you know, it's a lot of money. So the advice is to go classic. It's so easy to get seduced by Instagram in particular is making it so hard to kind of clear the, not the wheat from the chaff, because obviously they can still be well made and still be great, but you don't want to buy anything that's really going to have a moment and then no, die. No. So really think about what is a classic and what I you're going to wear. It really forever. comes down to Saint Laurent, Celine and Hermes. And Chanel. I think Lueve as well. Oh, I think Lueve is quite... Do you? No, yeah, like if you were going to buy one bag, I would not buy Lueve. That's on my hit list at the moment. Um, and they're amazing right yeah. now. As a Chloe bag's amazing. Yeah. Yes. As a Gucci bag's, but I wouldn't buy any... I just don't think they have that real timeless... Yeah. Sure, and also, look, you're lucky enough to have some other nice yeah, designer yeah. bags. If you're Joe, if it's number yeah. one, if so you're going for one. If you were going to invest in a designer bag, I think it has to be a Chanel. I mean, I know they're sort of £3,000 upwards. <laughs> so, you know, not in the near future, but I love the quilted, just that classic. I just think it's an iconic bag. And yeah, I yeah. really... The 1.3. Yeah, really, really love it. And Saint Laurent as well. Mm. I think great. I love the tassel on the zip of their crossbody bags. I think that's really nice detail as well and you know what those are a good price point it's the same as the Gucci disco if you yeah, do want to spend yeah. sub a thousand pounds they're like 550 650 yeah. and that's not horrible I was actually on the tube the other day with my Celine trio which I've had for years and years and years and a girl came up to me and she had the Gucci disco and she was like can I just ask you about your bag I've been thinking about it for ages how has it worn like the wire on her Gucci disco had come out and she was like look how bad this is what do you think and I was like I could not recommend it enough I've had this for five years. I've worn it pretty much every day. I think the less of the moment a bag is, the better. Mm. And I mean, you mentioned Loewe, who actually Charlotte and I were talking about yesterday. They're obviously having a real moment at the moment. I mean, their raffia and leather bags are amazing. I'm not a fan of the puzzle personally, but it'll be interesting to see how they sort of settle down into their sort of resurgence. If yeah, you know what I mean. yeah, yeah, I completely get that. But I think go as on mm-hmm. of the moment. You know, I love the Chloe C. And actually a friend of mine ordered it and in the end, and she went with the Givenchy Antigona and she went for the slightly smaller size, which is actually so nice. Yeah. You know, the sea was kind of so of the moment that you're going to be bored of it. And yeah. Long. And I think really consider your purchase for a really long time. It is so much money. And often there'll be things that I love. And then a couple of months later, I'm like, actually, I'm over it now. And yeah. I think if you then feel that way, it wasn't the bag for you. Yeah. So I think you still have to want it after all that time. I'm with you, Hattie. I don't own a Chanel. It's something I've been thinking about for years. Yeah. And sort of so nearly done it and not done it. And I've, yeah, when exactly. I first looked at them, it started with a one and now starts with a three. Yeah. But yeah, you've got to feel you can love it forever. Totally. Okay. I also liked your final point, which was consider the smaller labels. There are some really great brands on there at the moment yeah. that are quite timeless. Brands like Wandler, LM, Boy, again, under a thousand pounds for a well-made, well-crafted Even bag. like APC, they do really yeah. good bag. You know, just go for a brand that's not so well-known, that's mm-hmm. not so hot and so talked about. Yeah. Like, APC do some great APC. Really minimalist. Really, really good shout. Really yeah. good minimalist bags. Anyway, it was a very good piece. And I have to say, it was our top performing piece of the week. So oh, well nice. done, you. Thank and on you. that note, that's all we've got time for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any feedback, then do please let us know. Let us know what you want to hear more of and what you don't. Email at podcast at sharelikes.com. And do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will be back soon. Bye-bye. 
Remember more, improve your focus, and multitask better. Hum is a brain sharpener that helps you do all three. Hum's wearable boosts your working memory and will be available in late 2021. Sign up to be notified when Hum launches and to learn more about the science behind Hum at thinkhum.com. That's thinkhumm.com. Hum is designed for healthy adults and should not be used if you're pregnant, have cognitive impairment, implanted devices, or a history of seizures. The Hum patch is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. To learn more, go to thinkhum.com. Come.